Welcome to another episode of Milk the Clock Podcast. Paul's in Omaha. He has a special guest for this uh, show. Paul, who's there tonight? Very special guest. Uh, notable Saints wide receiver. The greatest Saints wide receiver in the franchise's history. Joe Hollywood Horn will be stopping by to talk about whatever we want to talk about. Maybe his infamous end zone cell phone celebration. Maybe being the all-time leader in Saints career receiving yards and tuds. What do you want to ask him, Joe? I want to ask him what he thinks about Roger Goodell making $40 million a year. Yeah, just fire that one out there. Uh, that's where I'm going first. I'm going to go there, and then uh, I'm going to go deflate gate. I want to see if this is uh, – if if word around the NFL is anybody really gives a shit about this. Um, I have a feeling they don't. But I want to see what a former wide receiver thinks about all this well, deflated the other, balls. And it just won't go away, Paul. So I'm going to keep going to that deflate gate well <laughs> like the rest of the mainstream media. They won't let it go away. They just won't. They keep jamming it down anyone's ear hole that will take it. And we also want to ask him about the uh, would you rather have a successful career in the NFL like he had or – and, and die at like what? What age are we going to say? Fifty? Uh, he's six? older. He's over fifty now. Joe well, Horn's over fifty. Not quite. Actually, let's look that up. Let's see how old he is because we might have to alter the yeah, age for that question. The guy. I mean, let's not offend the guy. Get his age. I mean, I let's thought you had the age. bio in front of you. Uh, he's forty-four. Forty-four. So we can say fifty-four. Sure. Fifty-four. Let's say fifty-four. All right, that's a good average. How about fifty-five? Five, nice. Oh, Fifty-five. The double nickel. That's a that's a nice age. Would you rather have an eight-year, millions of dollars NFL career and die at fifty-five, or would you rather be some one of these guys that concussion-free and no NFL career and live to sixty-five, seventy? Right. Exactly. We'll ask him that. Another cool thing is Joe's background of how he even got into professional football. He'd played at a, a really small junior college and uh, finished that and was working at a Bojangles chicken restaurant somewhere in the south, I think in like Mississippi. And he had six bucks left. He he spent three ninety nine on a video that a Jerry Rice workout video, like athletes used to make in the back in the day of them working out to teach you how to you know, like be better at whatever sport he bought the video, made a video, uh, of him doing a bunch of the routes and drills, sent it off to every, uh, professional football team in North America. And the, uh, only team who responded to him was from the Canadian football league, the Memphis mad dogs. All right. Let me, his, let me, let me interrupt you. Please do. Let's let him tell any, let's ask him about that. Let's, we're going to ask him about all that. So it's all a right. great background all story. Right, let's not go too deep. Let's, uh, let's, <laughs> let's go to him. Let's call him. <laughs> let's do it. All right. We're going to call. This is the first time we've done this. So let's call him. We're, we're not going to just give the whole bio. Let's let him ha- help. We're not going to give the whole bio. It's just a great story. All right. Here comes Joe Warren. Let me, let me call him. Let me, let me see if this will work. Hello. Joe, what's up? This is Paul. Paul, what's going on, my man? I'm great. I've got my co-host, Joe Kinsey, on the line as well. What's up, guy? What's up, Joe? What's up, Joe? You guys hear me good, man? I'm traveling through the mountains of Nashville, so if we break up, man, just call me back. I'm uh, Just call me in a better area, but you probably want to start, uh, Paul, like while we can talk, my man. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, Joe on. and I were just Joe talking. Were just oh, can you hear feedback? Uh, yeah. Joe, do you have yeah. us on speaker? Joe, do you have us on speaker? Hold on. Oh, we're good. All right. There nice. it is, Paul. Get in now there. we're back. Yeah, so Joe uh, Joe Kinsey, my my podcast co-host here. Earlier today, we were talking about Roger Goodell, and I know that uh, not long ago you had some choice words for the commissioner, and I, I kind of <laughs> wonder what 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 you were thinking about him these days. <laughs> Man, let me give you guys some insight on, on the commissioner. And to be honest with you, I really can't be mad at the guy. Because they pay him what forty million a year. That's right. I'm I'm not mad at Roger for getting his money. I'm not player hating on Roger. He gets his money and he do what his bosses want him to do. If that's fucking the football players over, hey, getting forty million dollars to, to to fuck the players over, even though they have a union, is a great job for the commissioner. And still sell the tickets to, I mean, it still make the NFL um, look like it's a great, great organization. I mean, a great, um, um, a, a great fanfare. I mean, he does a great job with, he, he, he does a great job of what he does, man. So I'm really not hating on Roger. It's the, it's the, it's the ignorant people that, that, that actually, um, um, that he takes the money from that, that, that don't put, that can't put their foot down and do anything about it. They can't, you got, they can't fire Roger. He can do what he want to do and he's still going to be the commissioner. You know why? Why? Because fans going to buy, because fans going to buy the tickets and no one's going to, to Axel Rogers Goodell's job. <laughs> he's made too much money for him, right? Man, he's making money. But listen, you have to you have to convince the owners to fire Roger. Until the owners get pressure from fans and and other players, that's when you'll see Roger's head roll. You're not going to see them fucking touch Roger Goodell until that happens. And I'm not mad at Roger, so I don't want him to hear this get this podcast or think that I I I'm I'm talking really talking against him. It's kind of like big bank take little bank. Sure. <laughs> But the owners are never going to fire him as long as the money's rolling in, right? That's all that matters. Yeah, listen, they're not going to fire. Listen, ES, social media, anybody that talks about how he how he did the players or how he's doing his job, it doesn't matter. If I'm not mistaken, the, the kid from um, the guy from the Seahawks, what's his name? Uh, what's the guy who, who should be who, who's getting ready to sign a probably a hundred million dollar deal with seventy million guaranteed? The defensive end that that, that 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 yeah, yeah, Michael Bennett. I like I like Mike, but man, if you go back to Michael Bennett and his brother's interview, dude, they basically saying the same thing about the league and, and the NFL and Roger Goodell. I said it earlier, I said it three years ago, but they kind of um, they kind of came back and re. We resurfaced and said what I said three or four years ago, and it is what it is, bro. How weak is the uh, how weak is the players' union against them? You know, I wouldn't really doubt. I really wouldn't doubt it, man. If I mean, I wouldn't go too far to say that, but man, it's it's a joke, man. But people got to play their parts. What's the name? Demarius Smith is right. the guy who mm-hmm. did. 
I wouldn't even, it wouldn't surprise me if they did some type of investigation and found out that the NFL is paying him. <laughs> These guys got major paper, man. And, and I know he probably said he wouldn't do that to the players. He has morals and all that. But let me tell you something, man. Behind closed doors, door, behind closed door, doors, man, you see, people, you, you see, you, you see people dancing, man, for dollar bills. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if behind closed doors he wasn't, he, he wasn't selling out the players. I mean, but a contract is a contract. The players sign the contract. Once Demar Smith bring the contract to the players, and the players say, "Hey, this is what we want," and they sign it, it's really not his fault either. But they could never strike against the NFL at this point, right? Because the NFL has their ass they, over the fire, right? Yeah, yeah. That next, listen, the, the contract that they signed recently, two or three years ago, they can't. If they stro- if they strike right now, well, the players actually can strike. You really can't. Right. Once the, the contract players, comes up. Let me tell you something. If the big name players and everybody else say we're going to lock the, we're not playing until we get guaranteed contracts like baseball, the NFL owners were, you know, guys won't play for about a year. They'll, they'll stay in their ground for a little while, but, but sooner or later, they're going to send Roger Goodell over to talk to Demar Smith and you will get NFL guaranteed contracts. But until those guys that are making a hundred thousand dollars a day, that are getting $3 million a week say, you know what? I'm not going to make this money, and I'm going to really stand for something. I'm going to strike so that my son, if he's playing in the NFL 10 years from now, 15 years from now, or 20 years from now, he'll be getting a guaranteed contract. But most of those guys that are getting those big checks, ain't gonna, they're not going to do that. <laughs> well, Hollywood, with that in mind, is that part of the reason why Deflategate just won't die and go away? Because it allows Goodell to cast himself in a good light that he's doing stuff for that he's fighting for the players, that he, he also gets to show the fans that he cares about the integrity of the game. Without a doubt. Man, he gotta play his cards. He gotta do he gotta stay in line and play his cards. Go to Congress, speak and hey, let me tell you something. Congress is not bigger than the NFL, man. They're not gonna do nothing. Right. They're, t- go, they're I mean, all tied to it anyway, right? They all tied in, man. It's big bank, take little bank. You got billions, billions, and billions stocked, topped on top of billions of dollars, man. You really think the number one sport in America gonna be penalized? <laughs> Hell, right. the concussion, the concussion lawsuit that what eight hundred million, three hundred million, what ten million a team in the next 15, thirteen years? That was a slap on the wrist. Right. They basically and- say they basically said, here, take this billion dollars and shut the hell up. And Joe, you were a plaintiff in that suit, right? You were one of the players that was yeah. involved. Yeah, yes, I am actually. And what's that? I got, I, I, I got out of it. I got out of it because I always wanted something happened to get back in it. But at the end of the day, man, I had to think about some things. I was like, you know what, shit? What if more stuff does start happening to me when I'm fifty years old? When I'm forty, forty-eight? What, what, what if I do, Joe? Would it be smart for you to say no and in your pride say no? You're not going to be in it. Just because you don't want them to feel like if something happens to you, that they should have money set to the side to take care of you. But then my, then my, I started talking to my brother who worked in the White House for eight years, and he was like, "Joe, you know, you know, you just never know, man. So why not get back in that and 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 and, and get what's coming to you if you are diagnosed with something later on? How often do you go on? How often do you have your brain scanned? Um, I don't. I had it done once. 
for the um, concussion situation, but I don't have it scanned every three or four months. But and, if and, there are, if there are opportunities, and they and which there are, because I'm on the Harvard, um, I'm also on that um, on the board for Harvard. They do um, retired players, and they do and they're doing questionnaires and trying to get you know get. Get 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 to the bottom of what players are going through, whether it's concussions, whether it's uh, different different uh, injuries that they they had. They want to know what's going on. So I once I find out that those tests are available different places, yeah, I'm going to start taking them, man. Joe, we have been discussing this scenario where NFL. We wonder if NFL guys would do this all over again if it shortens their life by say 15 years. Is it all worth it? No. No, way. no, because what's worth it, man? If you can, if you can tack on fifteen more years of your life to be around your family or your children, money isn't worth that. And that's what we've gone back and forth about: is if if somebody would have come to you, Hollywood, when you were eighteen, twenty years old, something like that, and said, "Hey, you have two choices: you can go this route, make a bunch of money, play professional football at the highest level, be the best wideout in the game." and your your lifespan is basically going to be cut down to, say, 55 years old or something versus not having an opportunity, working a regular job for 30 years and retiring when you're 65 and living to 90, which one would you pick? Oh, yeah. It, it would have been a no-brainer. Hmm. It would have been a no-brainer to not just to do that. Hey, I'll go even far to say if taking Toradol or different drugs while we're in, in the NFL, if, the, if we had doctors – who actually said, listen, Joe, if you take this turtle shot in your ass every Saturday or every day, every Sunday that you play, 15 years from now, you might start having some issues with your kidneys or stuff like that. If we had doctors that already knew what turtle and other drugs could do once we got them anytime we wanted to, literally, we, we could say, give me this, give me that, and we got it. If we had doctors to step in, probably now they don't do that because, you know, the concussion lawsuit. But if we had doctors to say, you know, this could happen. If you keep taking this damn cortisone shot, you know, you can't take more than one or two every eight years or every four years. Because if you do that, you keep taking them just to play in the game, you might have some difficulty problems when you're older. Guys, we're, we're, talking, we're probably wouldn't have taken that shot. They probably wouldn't have. But we didn't have – man, let me tell you something. They knew some shit, man, that they weren't going to tell the players, man, because there was no pressure on their ass. If the players want to take a needle, if the players want to take toward all, if they want to take Ambien, to get whatever they got to take to get them to play this damn, damn game on Sunday so I can get this money into my account for this team that I have and this franchise that I have, damn it, give it to them. That's what was happening, bro. But, you know, now that the concussion lawsuit is out, you know, you know, Roger got to make sure, you know, if the NFL is doing some things right and they're trying to basically, you know, close the door on the on Pandora, Pandora's box. Joe, how quickly, what they, how, they up. how quickly in the season is the body ravaged after week one and it never recovers? Well, shit, you got to count training camp because it starts in training camp. The pounding and shit is it's a little lighter in training camp, but, man, probably – Shit, I want to say like week three or four, maybe. And you're and you're you you're beat. You, I mean, you at week three or four, you're starting to get my maybe you, here here come the shots and the pills because you know you take you get you get into the first week you can come rehab and go again the next week. And I'm so I'm talking for myself. I'm not speaking for other players, so I don't want other players to hear this podcast and say, "Ah, oh, Joe bullshit," blah blah blah. Nah, I'm talking for Joe. 
this is I, this is what I've experienced. Right. So, yeah, after about three or four weeks, man, you know, I'm sticking this toy doll in my ass because I just want to. I want to take. I was taking toy doll just so in case I got I ended on Sunday, it would it wouldn't bother me as much after the game. <laughs> the pain. Yeah. Shit. What do you? But I, do you but I didn't know. No doctor. No doctor educated me either on it. You feel me? Right. Sure. Yeah. If I was educated on that on that Tordal shot, or if I went to Yale or Harvard or something like that, or and was was taking some classes that I knew something about it, I would have been more prepared. To say, you know, let me go talk to a doctor about this. But I didn't, man. Do you remember a certain headshot? Any kind of shots that now would be uh, considered, you know, suspension material that you took? That oh yeah, that yeah, all of them. A lot of them. No. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of them. See, right now what they do, man, um, I'm quite sure the referees have been briefed. If they're, if they're any type of lick that look hard enough that you feel like you need to throw a flag, you need to throw that flag and don't worry about what's going to happen because you can't, a referee can't get reprimanded or suspended or fined or money taken out of his check for throwing a flag. See what I'm saying, guys? Right, sure. The, yeah. referees, the referees probably was met by Roger Goodell or a panel or someone that works for the NFL to let them know how to handle these situations. You can throw flags if you think it's a hit that's not supposed to be in the area that it's supposed to be in, and we're going to find this guy $15,000, dollars $45,000. There's nothing that player could do. You know why? Because if he say something, then that would be him talking against trying to keep the NFL safe. So this is a good thing here, guys. We can take their fucking money, and they can't say anything because they're the ones bitching about Concussions. Yeah, they're they're screwed no matter what. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, so man, just throw the flag. Man, listen, that's that's the difference. People, fans don't see. You know, referees, and I'm not trying to blame the referees. They get paid. They call some good calls, but man, referee got they got an easy job. Man, they don't really give. I mean, they don't really give a shit. I mean, if they throw a flag and they feel like you hit, now when you throw a flag, can you go to the replay? And can you see that, well, maybe that wasn't a head-to-head shot. So let me take that, wave that flag. Why don't you do that? See, that's what DeMar Smith should be arguing about. See what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what they actually do. He should say, say, wait a minute. He he, he should say, wait a minute. These are my players. You can't just throw a flag and say that he hit him in his head with his helmet and he's on Monday morning, $25,000. On Tuesday, $25,000 comes out of his check. That's highway, highway robbery. Joe, is it hard to watch NFL games now? I don't watch. I, you know, the guys that I used to play with and the guys that I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, Odell. Um, um, I'm a big fan of uh, some of the guys like uh, Julio, Roddy White. You know, Lance Moore is with Atlanta Falcons now, so I'll probably watch some more Atlanta games. Guys that I know, I'm going to watch. Right. Or I'm a DVR and keep it, but I, I, don't, I don't get excited about watching games. And I'm not player hating nobody. Right. I don't miss not one snap of the NFL playing NFL ball. Not one Joe, snap. Do you, remember, do you remember the uh the hardest hit of your career? Um my hardest hit man probably was my rookie year, man, returning the punt for, for the Kansas City Chiefs shit. <laughs> that's what that's one that was my first concussion, my rookie year in Kansas City. Who I mean, was it? Who yeah. who who uh who it was against you? the Jaguars, man. It was on it was shit, it was on Jack. Remember that uh, jacket? Uh, remember Best Damn Sports Show they used to have jacked up? Yeah, yes. hell yeah. I was on that damn reel. So if you find that reel, oh, man. Jacksonville Jaguars, <laughs> man. The dude came down. I'm trying to dance around like I'm Deion Sanders and shit. 
And man, I danced around to my left, danced around to my right, and when I went to the right, I was waking up on the damn bench. <laughs> are you uh, are you the least bit surprised that guys are leaving uh, after just a couple years? They're just the whole thing of getting paid and getting the hell out. Well, yeah, the smart ones, the smart ones would. I mean, we're I mean, seeing guys. You know, we're seeing uh, all across the different ages, like guys that, like. Uh, Johnson, like Chris, Calvin, Chris Borland, well, Borland uh, or Calvin, Calvin Johnson. Johnson, they're just saying the hell with it. Yeah, but he's smart. Kate, I mean, I don't know what Calvin's uh, injuries were. I'm quite sure he could have dogged it and in, in what we call steal some more years. Yeah, he could have dogged it if he would have probably took some more pills or, or went to the doctor. And but man, listen, I, what 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 Kate get? What forty five, forty million guaranteed or right. something like that? Fifty right. million guaranteed? Yeah. Right. Hey. Why the fuck? Why the hell would you dog it when you got twenty, thirty million in your in your account and you really don't? You've done all you could do. He's been to eight Pro Bowls. I mean, I think he may be a. He, he didn't win a Super Bowl, but he might be a Hall of Famer. You know who knows? Right, he's right I on. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, he's very well educated. He has a beautiful family. He has, you know, who knows? I don't, I'm not a chatty patty. I don't. I can't count a man's money. <laughs> but it's obvious he retired, taken care of. So, yeah. Stuff like that, man. But some players, man, hey, they, they retire. They don't retire, man, because you know they 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 gotta they need they, they gotta get the money, man. They need their money, man. Right. So, and then, back and to- so, but that's what it goes back to is like they don't have much choice, and they need to pay some bills. And the 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 consequence is some of these guys can't move when they're forty five well, they, years old. Well, they got a choice. Yeah, they got I mean, a choice. I, I, the consequences the of your choice. Is, you see, is, they can control their choices. Sure, they can't control the consequences of their choices. See, their choices to stay in and get the hell out. Some of them stay in and get that extra check, get that more meal, get a couple more meal, whatever, whatever, because of their spending habits when they're in the NFL. But then when they don't, because they don't know any different when they get out. So when they, so so when, so when they stay in and get their money, they stay in and they stay in too long, and then ten years later, you don't know what may happen. When you got your, that's first- why the. Go ahead. Excuse me. Well, when you first started getting paid, did you? Uh, what was your what, what what bad habits or what what was it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, of course I had I had terrible habits. Right. Adam, I had terrible habits halfway in my career because I wasn't. I didn't listen. Let's be real. I'm from the projects. Right. I didn't have anything coming up. I didn't have a. I did have a. I didn't have a. Uh, my mom was gone most of the time. I didn't have a father in the home. Um, my mom did a good job all she could, but at the end of the day, I didn't have a someone who would take me in business, who would you know push books in my face and say this is what you need to do. And if they did, they did it for a little while. They didn't stay on it uh, until I got into like the tenth, eleventh grade. There was a guy named Ray Lewis, a white guy who cared about me a lot, uh, who wanted me to go to the South Carolina Gamecocks. So he took me out, showed me where the fork and the spoon was supposed to be, like a father, and he showed me what saving twenty dollars was. Not on the level that NFL money was, but that's what happened with these kids. These black, and I'm talking about my own. I'm talking about black. Most of the black kids that grow up and they don't have a father figure or a grandmother, God bless her soul, or grandfather who takes them under their their wings and show them how to um, take care of their money. So when they go to college and they go to the NFL and they get stuck with a two point three million dollars in their pocket, they don't know not to give it to their 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 friends or buy Rolls Royces or buy. Two hundred thousand dollar Rolex watch, Rolex watches, and that's what I'm doing right now with my kids, man. I I've been there, I've done that. So now I can tell my son that's in eleventh grade, who probably got four or five schools, gonna be jocking him after this year. Son, he has his 
blueprint already out on how he's going to invest his money, how he's going to buy land, how he's going to, you know, use his, um, you know, use his, um, his um, royalties from his Nike deal or Adidas deal or Under Armour deal to take care of his family and le- let his, all, all his checks from the NFL or whatever go to his, his savings account and, uh, and go to IRA. So it's, it's a difference, man. It's all about who teaches you what when you come through the ranks. Well, in Hollywood, that's one of my favorite favorite parts of your story of making it to the NFL is, um, you know, as you mentioned from pretty, pretty modest upbringing and the whole, the backstory about, um, you buying the Jerry Rice video, putting together a highlight tape and sending it out to all the professional teams. Talk about that. Tell tell us that story. But that was, see, that was, that was, again, what I said, it was my choice to want to either do better or lay around and work at Popeye's or Bojangles chicken and say, you know what? I got athletic ability, but no one's going to give me a chance. So let me just roll these biscuits up, make some money from, from let, me, let me keep making money for old boss. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to keep on just making my little $300 a week and putting my money in it. Well, no, that ain't what I wanted to do. I wanted to push myself to be something out there better than what I was, man. And so that's, that's what I did. I, I got a video. I said, look, I'm, I'm going to teach myself and I'm going to have Jerry Rice teach me. He doesn't know me. But he's, I'm, I'm, if, I got, if I can buy it in the store and they can show me how to run routes and stuff, I'm going to do that. And that's what I did, man. I took my time. I bought the video. I looked at the video. And that inspired me. See, you have to find something that inspires you. You feel me? And that's what yeah. I tell my, kid, my, my son today, Paul. I said, man, what inspires you to drink water every night instead of drinking soda when you go with your homeboys at McDonald's? What inspires you to eat carrots and bananas and oranges and fruits and nuts instead of eating uh, uh, hamburger and Big Macs and, 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 and chicken fillet? Stuff like that, the stuff that matters when you're running on the football field and you really say, damn, why am I having cramps? Right. So it's the little things that these kids today, and when I speak, man, when I do interviews, and I hope these kids as young listen to y'all podcasts and really get it. They have to get up out of the bed at 5 o'clock in the morning and set their alarm clock and not want their dad or their their cousins to get them up. You got to want it, Paul. And to make a long story short, I wanted it that bad, and I made it happen. Hey, Joe, you said, uh, you know, your son's going to be a – he's a wide receiver? No, he's a cornerback, actually. Cornerback. Any- Pretty good. He's a – He's pretty good, man. So you said that you wouldn't, knowing what you know now, right? Your NF, you wouldn't have played football. Is that, is that what I'm understanding? Is is, is, is what are you understanding? Am I doing what? No, the NFL. Like you said, you know the 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 body taking that amount of abuse. Absolutely, absolutely was, was very hard mentally. Now thinking about what you know now. What yes. makes, what for for your son to go into football? How scared are you about his future health wise? Well, I'm not I'm not gonna be scared because he's a, let's see right now he's an 11th grader right now this year next year he'll be a 12th this year next year he'll be a 12th grader. By the time my son goes to the college and he I think now you got to play four years you got to play every year you can't go early right? Uh, I think after your junior year you can leave. So let's say junior year, his freshman, sophomore, junior, freshman year, sophomore, junior, and if they register, you got three. He got maybe what five years before he even see an NFL football field, possibly, right? Right, right. By then they'll be playing it on the fucking PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I mean, shit, they'll be playing oh, it from home. By okay, then, so they'll be getting a hundred million dollar upfront contract to basically come and it'll, it'll be tag football by then. Right? Yeah, because what you're seeing now, they're not hitting the wide receivers anyway, right? No, they've been. They, I mean, you better not hit one. 
<laughs> unless you unless you making Patrick Peterson or or or, or um or my man my man uh, Tyron Matthews type money, and you can afford to give up thirty thousand dollars um to 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 to, uh, to the NFL. Joe, if you were playing right now, what kind of numbers would you put up? Man, you talking about <laughs> man? My man from Pittsburgh and Julio, they might be going. And my man Odell, I love Odell, man. But man, shoot, yo. These cats, these cats try to put up a thousand now. You're gonna be seeing numbers like seventeen hundred with three more with four games left, because cornerbacks just not doing it. They're like, look, I'm not coming up to knock this dude out. I'm not right, coming up can't. to hit Julio in his mouthpiece because I can't afford to give up thirty thousand dollars. You know, people, guys, think about that, man. Yeah, that's uh, we talk about that, Paul. About the quarterbacks can't be hit, so they just sit back there. Quarterbacks, and- yeah. Throw it all can't around be the hit. Field. And we're, Joe and I were talking yeah. about this today, Hollywood. Um, you know, you can't even name one defender. You know, you talked about being on on Fox's Jacked Up on the best damn sports show. They never celebrate the big hits in any capacity anymore. So as a result, you don't have any safeties. There's no guys known for hitting. Well, you got a couple that's known for hitting, like your boy Chancellor, and your your boy Chancellor from Seattle. Now he's known as a big banger. If, the, if, if, if there were no rules and no flags being thrown from big hits, he probably would break a couple of guys' neck. But you can't do, he can't do that. So right now he's probably practicing on using his shoulder a lot. And it's hard when you come at full speed and the guy's in the air and you got to, like, try to put your head the right spot on, his, on, his, on different players. And, and he's just not going to be known as a big hitter. The big hitter type stuff is going to be going to lead the game. Mm-hmm. Because the more you hit, the more, you know, yeah. Unless, like I said, Chancellor might have fifty million in the bank. I mean, he probably can give up a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars a year. And guess what? It's a game, brother. Collect the dough. If we can get twenty, thirty thousand dollars a hit, fifty thousand dollars a hit, at the end of the year, you're looking at maybe four or five million dollars, dude. Where's that money going, Paul? Anybody, yeah, anybody right. reporting where that money going? No, so, we so just we they just claim to give faith. it. They claim to give it to concussion research. Oh, come on. What do I mean? <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. I mean, right. The NFL, I made a lot of money in the NFL, brother. I'm not trying to dog the, listen, the owners that paid me. They paid me. I was on the plantation, and I ate well. I ate well on the plantation. So, you know, I'm off the plantation now, and I'm talking about Massa. And I'm, and I'm, I'm talking about Massa a little bit. So, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. I get to write my book now about, about how Massa, how, how it was on the plantation. Have you right. started the book? Huh? Have you started writing the book? Yes. Uh oh. Let me tell you the name of it. Yeah. Let's yes. Get it. The black box in my head. Really? And is, is this? Uh, what's the uh, What's the premise behind that title? Well, it's the, I mean, what do you do when you want a plane crash and you really want to know what's going on? You pry out that black box. <laughs> So, you know, that's going to be my book. You got to open up the book if you really want to, you know. <laughs> you pry out that black that black box like Ronnie Lott used to try to do to you, Joe, coming over the middle. Oh, man, Ronnie Lott, Rodney Harrison, and everybody else that was coming down knowing they can take players out. That was the thing, man. I just hate the Saints got caught with it, you know. The, 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 the what do they call it? The bounce. Bounty. Yeah, bo- Bounty Gate. Another, yeah, another hey, get distraction. Get out of here, Bounty yeah. Gate. Get out of here. Right. Well, let me, let me tell you something. With this, with this, 
As a matter of fact, let, let, let me let me let me say what I need to say about because I waited, Paul, and you're the first interview I actually done probably about this. Um, if I'm not mistaken, if I can remember, man, let me tell you something. Tom Brady, who did, who do they play when they do those those uh, came out with that? The Seahawks, right? Colts for Deflategate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colts. Who do they play? The Colts. Colts. In yeah. the Super Bowl. It was in the divisional no, round. Yeah. yeah, it was a playoff game. Look, I love Pep. Pep was, I think, Pep was the offensive coordinator with the coach there. Right. Look, man, Pep Hamilton. Let me tell you something. I love Pep Hamilton. That's my dog, and I'm not trying to talk against him. Let me tell you something. The New England Patriots would have beat the coach's ass <laughs> if they would have played with a fucking tennis ball. <laughs> right. Right. Get out! They, they, they was running. They was running the ball all up the all up all up their ass the whole game. But Tom Brady didn't have to throw it. Right. I remember after that game, Joe uh, Dwayne Allen, Colts tight end, said they could have been playing with a bar of soap, and they would have smoked <laughs> us. Come on, dude! Get out of here with that bull junk, man. But I mean, hey, it is what it is, man. I just don't like when one team get caught doing something illegal. All the other team and the coaches act like they like they're just holding them now. <laughs> Fuck out of here. All you fuckers are crooks. <laughs> Get out of here. Leave the Saints alone. Deflate Gate. I mean, Donnie Gate. Fuck, everybody was trying to take people, paying people to take people's heads off. The whole time I've been in it, was in the NFL. It's nothing new then. No, hell no. I bet you the old retired players were laughing their asses off when they heard about that. Yeah, absolutely. Donnie Gate. Shit, I got $20 to try to break so and so's leg. <laughs> Get out of here, man. I, um, I, my, highest, my highest boundary, boundary, boundary was 10000 I had a $10,000 hit on me, the Oakland Raiders game. The Raiders right. had and a- I know for I know for a fact because it was from one of the coaches that used to, was on that staff that told me. Who were, <laughs> told uh, me. Who were some of the Raiders defenders that you were going up against at the time? I, I don't know at the time who was over there, man. I don't know who it was. Ashande, Ashande, uh, uh What's the guy that's married to Kerry Washington? Awesome. Oh, Asamoah. Awesome. Yeah, Namdi. Yeah. I think he was Namdi. a rookie. I think he was his first year. Namdi was his first year there. I think he was his first year there, if I'm not mistaken, guys. I can't remember too much, too many concussions. <laughs> <laughs> right. Your, me- your memory seems pretty good, though. <laughs> uh, for the time being, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's nothing right. to joke about, Paul. No, I'm not. I'm not. Don't laugh. I'm not. I'm not. That wasn't me. That was the guy behind me. That wasn't me. Uh-huh. What happened, Joe? On the on the way out, talk about you know for a five year period, you were the best wideout in the league, the most productive wideout in the league. Talk about just the feeling of conquering a league, the biggest league, and being the biggest, baddest mofo out there as a wideout. Well, in my time playing, I think the baddest mother, mo, mother, the baddest motherfucker was um, T.O. or either who or the Isaac Bruce. Tory Holt, T.O. See, I'm like this, Paul. You got three tiers of wide receivers. You got the Hall of Famers, 15,000, 14,000, Super Bowl, you know, whatever, 100, 200 touchdowns, whatever, right? You got the second-tier guys, and you got your third-tier dudes. And Joe Horn was a third-tier guy. My numbers didn't say I was a Hall of Famer, you know? I was one of, I mean, I wasn't – Ocho Cinco, he, you know – he was one of them second tier guys. You know what I'm saying? He, he wasn't a t- he wasn't a to. He didn't have those numbers. You got to put up numbers, man. Your numbers got to speak for yourself. 
That's why the Hall of Fame thing with T.O. man was ridiculous. I, I, I never, I, I didn't, I never, I never understood that. But to answer your question, man, I had fun. I was one of the best. I was never the best in the league. It was um, the year I had my best year. I had four, 1399, I think. And your boy Muhammad from the Carolina Panthers, uh, Muhammad had like 1400. He beat me by like 50 yards. So, man, you know what? He was the best. So that's the way you do it. You can't say who's the best receiver in the league and then somebody say because they love, because they love um, your boy from um, from Pitt, from um, Pittsburgh. You, you just can't say it's your man from the Giants because he has he doesn't have the yards and the stats that my man from Pittsburgh has. You know, I think Julio Jones may be the best receiver in the NFL. I'm talking about all the way around: height, weight, speed, hands. But at the end of the day, what's my man from Pittsburgh? Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Yeah. Antonio Brown got the fucking stats. <laughs> he got he got the stats. He's gonna have two thousand so yards this year, right? Man, who had two? Who who had two thousand this year? No, you think Brown will? Antonio. I think Antonio would definitely. Um, it's going to be between. Depends on how Matt Matt Ryan arm hold up and how that offensive line hold up. Yep. It might be. It might be. Uh, um, it's, it might be he might get that two thousand. It's hard to cover that dude. You got to double that dude. That's why you got to double Brian too. In your one year in Atlanta, was Matt Ryan on board then, or who was the quarterback? Was that still Mike Vick? It was. It was. It was. It was. What's the dude man? The cousin played for PGA Pro, Joey Harrington. That's right, Joey Harrington. It was Mike Vick. That's right. It was Mike Vick until he got indicted. I came because Mike Vick was coming. Roddy White was, you know, was young. I was going to give my, I, I gave my, my little last little doodad to, to my boy Roddy. And Mike Vick was going to bring us on in. That's why um, uh, Coach Paterno came because he, he threw the ball and spread the ball around. Well, Mike got indicted, man. Joe Horn's career was basically a wrap. That's right. Because then you get, know. you know, yeah, you get Paterno. Paterno was a good dude. I mean, I, I don't like the way he left. The way he left Atlanta was the way he left. He had to get paid. But right. um, when Joey, with all due respect, Joe, when Joey was the quarterback, man, he just wasn't the, the Mike Vick type guy, man. And and that's when they drafted your boy Matt Ryan. And Matt came in, man. I, I You know, I, just because it's you, Paul, yeah. I'm going to give you a Matt Ryan story, okay? Love it. I'm going to give you something. I'm going to give you something on your yeah. podcast, man. A lot of people don't know. <laughs> Love it, Joe. And when you talk to Matt, he might confirm this. Okay, here we go. We're in minicamp. Joey Harrington is a quarterback. Well, we're having a fucked up uh, walk. We're having a fucked up practice. And Matt Ryan is a rookie. And guys are yelling and everybody's pissed off. And I, I walk up. I go to the back of the huddle to Matt Ryan while he's standing in the back watching, right? Mm-hmm. I said, this is the time for you to take this fucking team over. I said, see... Joey is in disarray because he's on his way out. I said, you're the first round fucking draft pick and everybody's looking for a leader. I said, Matt, I can't be the fucking leader. I'm on my way out of here. I'm getting ready to get cut or I'm after next year, I'm done. I said, everybody's looking to you to take this fucking team over. I said, now is your time to do it, dude. Matt Ryan left for me and him talking. He got Joey Harrington out of the fucking huddle. And he told everybody to start that fucking drive over again. And that's when he took off. That that was the practice that he took that fucking team over. And then how soon were you cut? Oh, well, I actually retired. My, I asked Mr. Blank. I asked him. I had a guaranteed contract okay. there for two years. 
by the way, first player to ever have a guaranteed contract. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> no, I had a guaranteed contract, and I was going to be there two years regardless. But when Mike Malarkey came and just fucked it up for me, I, I told Mr. I told the head coach at the time, Mr. Uh, coach Smith, I was like, I love you, Coach Smith. I think you're going to have a great career here. I love Mr. Blank. He's a, he's a hell of a man. His family, I love his family. But I cannot play for Mike Malarkey because he's – Talk to somebody in the league, obviously, that don't like me. He's starting a rookie in front of me that's not better than that. Or 440 right now, and he's not playing me. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to retire. I'm going to retire. I'm going to ask for a release. I need you guys to release me. Act like I want to go somewhere else and, and, and be on another team. But I don't want to play for Mike Malarkey. Period. And we politicized it the right way. They released me because I asked to be released, and I went somewhere else and worked out with a couple other teams. But at the end of the day, I knew I was done. Joe, what do you do today to pass the time or be involved in the game? I try oh to pass time. Oh, I try to play golf. I try to play all the golf really? I can, man. What's your, and I'm uh, watching my key. Where, where's your score at these days? My handicap, it depends on who I'm playing. <laughs> I mean, I'm being real. If I play guys that scratch golfers, I'm going to cut my phone off. I'm going to go to – if we teeing off at 10 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to show up at 830. I'm going to stretch. I'm going to hit balls from 9 to 10, from, nine, from uh, 9 to 9.45. I'm going to work on my game. I'm going to cut my phone off, and I'm going to shoot a 73, 74. Really? Yeah. Why if, I'm playing against some, if I'm playing against hackers who just want to bullshit around and text all day and play around, I'm going to shoot an 85, 86. If I'm playing against guys who just in a tournament want to drink beer and talk on talk bullshit all day, I'm going to shoot a 100. <laughs> <laughs> so we should be yeah, seeing adjust, you in that Tahoe tournament. You need to be in that Tahoe tournament. Well, I've never then. been. You know. You know. I, I've never been invited. Man. Really? I, you know. One thing I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not an ass kisser. Right. So it's like this. I'm making it known on your iPad that I'm a golfer. If they want to okay. show me some love and invite me down to Tahoe, I love to come. If they don't, then I'll play at the local. I'll, I'll play at the um, you know at the country clubs around the area I stay in. Right. And you don't really watch football on Sundays. Not much, but I love my old school dudes. I still stay. I still watch them on the. I mean, I see some of the interviews. If I if I see a dude doing an interview, or I see Rodney Harrison on talking on TV with Tony Dungy, I might keep it on there for thirty or forty minutes and see what they got to say. See if they really, you know, I like to see if it's really still the bullshit politics or or are people going to be talking the real deal. <laughs> no TV. See, Paul, that's why I told you. That's why I told you. You need to get an XM radio. You need to get X, you need to do the serious radio, man. So I can cuss and we can have people you call can, into the show all the time. We, we can, can definitely we can do that. We, we can, can take do callers. that. We yeah. People would love. We should, to we should have to a sound. Horn. We should have a sound to horn, man. And I'll come on y'all show, man, and and, and and really talk about the real deal. No, you know what, Paul? I bet people would light up the phone lines talking to Joe. And we've already got the name Sound the Horn. Hey, what's your name, my man? What's your name, my man, bro? Joe. What's your name? Joe. Your name's Joe? Joe. I tell you what, Paul. Joe, yeah. I don't know you that well, but I'm sure you're a good guy, but I do know Paul. That's my brother. Paul, you yeah. set it up. You guys do around the horn. Send me the contract, bro, and I do the first year for you for nothing. <laughs> we'll do it. I'd love to do that. That'd be a lot of fun. I'll tell you what, so, uh, through the NFL season would be amazing to get some callers. Let's and, do it. And, all right, let's do it. We're Count on gonna, it. Paul, all, right. all you got to do is say, yeah. Joe, we're on for tomorrow night at 4 o'clock or 6 o'clock. Oh, I'm going to be available for you. <laughs> we're doing it, man. All right, that's Count it. on it. That's my yeah. word. When people that's my hear word. this shit. Now, listen. Yeah. Now, listen. Yeah. When, we blow, when the shit blow up now, the next season, we got to do a deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely that's a, a good deal. That's a square deal. Cool. Oh, man. Uh, all right, fellas. Set it up and Joe, let me know. Talk, 
All right, Joe. Talk about Pirate Seven. What's up with the barbecue sauce? What's up with? Well, you know what? I took a little. I took a little. You know what? Um, Bayou eighty seven is is kind of is kind of idle right now. It's still I'm still in the uh, U.S. Foods and Cisco. I'm still in the, some of the casinos, man. My smoked sausage is doing well. Bayou eighty seven is still in the Rouse's grocery stores in New Orleans, man. But I kind of took a pause back for from it for a little while because I got more involved with the food service. Food service is kind of more not hectic than retail. Retail, you got to have people out there in the streets. You got to have them all around. I thank God for Walmart for giving me the opportunity. But Walmart, you better have your shit together. Yeah. I mean, you got to have a marketing team that's, that's if they give you 400 stores, you got to have, you know, two, uh, you know, $1.5, $2 million ready to sell your product in them stores. Because if it don't, I, that's why I pulled out because I wanted to get my food service up first, my business plan up first. Then I was going to come back with it. So I'll be back, man, probably in the next March. I'm going to be, I'm going to be ready to rock and roll back with it. All right, man. In the meantime, listeners can hit up bio87bbq.com. Check that out. Best, the best sauce I've ever had, Joe, and that's not a line either. I'm going to have to try some. All they got to do is try it, Paul. Uh, I can't, can I get that stuff in Ohio? I can send it to you. Oh, man. Listen, I'll send it, listen, we'll send, I'll send it to All you, right. and you'll talk about it. Oh, hell yeah, I'll talk about it. You will, and we'll enjoy no, it. you'll talk about it once you try it. I don't, see, I don't, wanna, oh, no, I don't want to. Oh, that's what I mean. There you go. That's what I there mean. There you go. My neighbor guys, they'll they'll go crazy. Well, let's do it. Joe, All right, love All right. it, man. Thank you so much. We'll definitely hit you up during the season, and we'll we'll do that around the horn. I love it. My right. man, just man, sound, it's called sound the horn. Sound the horn. Sound Paul. the horn. Sound yeah. the horn. Around the horn is already going on. Right right. We can't do, do that. around the horn. I was just testing Joe Kinsey, see if he was awake over it's there. It's all good. I'm wide awake. Okay, buddy. <laughs> All right. You guys be good, man. All right, All right Joe. All right, Joe. Easy. Later. Uh, that's Joe Horn, former Saints Hall of Famer Joe Horn. Giving you some hot takes, some several, insight into Ryan. Yeah, several thousand yard receivings, receiving yard seasons, Joe Horn. Four Pro Bowls, five Pro Bowls. And I mean, all right, Paul, we always talk about when you when you interview an athlete, you want them you want them to just be raw and yeah. not, and not give a shit what people think and speak from the heart. <laughs> Right. And what did he, I mean, when people hear that. Oh, they love it. I mean, that's why, that's why Joe and I have had a great relationship and he's been that way since day one. And, uh, it's just, it's great, isn't well, it? Listen, coach there, speak. Yeah. There are several headlines that the media outlets around the country would take and make headlines out of, mm-hmm. but we're not going to do that. We're just going to be like, you motherfuckers better listen to this podcast because you're going to hear some good shit. Like Joe Great says, motherfuckers. Right. I like when he says, says that. It, it's cool to say it. It feels Joe good. Joe makes it sound cool. It feels good. <laughs> but no, so, a lot of great, the, no, a lot the, of great yeah. takes there. And I love that we actually kind of got uh, some input on our on our question, you know, on the hard, hard-hitting hard question, if you will. And he didn't bullshit. Regarding, regarding, you know, sacrificing your future for a couple million dollars and a lot of fame. And I think he's conflicted about that, Paul. You think so? I do. I think he's a little conflicted because he 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 wouldn't do it all over again, he says. But, I mean, once he did it, it's kind of like the memories are there type thing. Yeah. I don't know. He said, I mean, he said straight up he wouldn't do it if he knew what he knows now. He did. He, he would have found, found something else to do. He did. I love his comment about 
how in four or five years he's not worried about his son because it's going to be on the PlayStation. <laughs> See, now that's, the Xbox. now that's an angle I wasn't even thinking of. So, like, guys that are raising their kids now, they're, they're just like, screw it, you know? They're not going to even be hitting. Right, it's just going to be an eSport at that point anyway. It's just going to be shoulder pads and whatever. They're not even no helmets. Be, no, they're not going to be hammering each other. It'll be like tackling zones. If you come within a yard of a wideout, it'll be like laser tag. You know, I wish I, I, I would like to know about the paycheck process for the NFL. Of do the, you get, uh, do you get a do you get a pay stub or is that something like you get a, uh, or do you have do you get a check? How do they do that? We should ask Joe next time. I yeah, we will. I, I like that. Like when he first started, because I'm sure direct direct deposit in the mid 2000s was the way they did it. But when he first started, it was in the 90s. Right. And right. Literally just a check for X number of G's. Yeah. And what's taken out and what's it look like? What does what does it look like to get an NFL check? You know, what does it have do you, the NFL shield? Does it have the Saints? Well, do you No, I, I'm thinking more like, do you have like a Christmas account? You know, like, do you have money taken out for Christmas and money taken out for, um, you know, I, I'm sure there's investments and all that shit, but you know, what we'll does, have to what, ask him. Yeah. What does it look like? So <laughs> what is the, what does the FICA number look yeah, like? Yeah, Let's, let's. <laughs> I'm totally curious about that because these guys, these and like a major league baseball. Let's say, all right, let's say you're one of the higher paid major league baseball players. Do you even look at your pay stub? You just look at the bank to see if it was direct deposited, right? You, you don't care. You tell your wife was is the money put in there. You're like every other American. You just get a casual glance and a round estimate, and you move on. You're like, all right, these guys get a couple million dollars a paycheck. Yeah, you don't just direct deposit two million bucks. You don't think so? No, I mean you you you're pushing money in certain locations, right? Hidden hidden locations. Well, no, I mean Swiss bank account. You have it taken out pre-tax and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's going to whatever uh, investments. Sure, sure. That's got to be weird though. The banks just got like this two million dollar check just dropping in. In flux. Yeah, just dropping in. Boom. I want that in singles. I mean, let's say you live in nowhere, Arkansas, and you're a baseball player, and you just have an account at the local credit union. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but Joe, credit unions value all members the same. (laughs) I love it. I'll tell you what, Paul, that's a good one, man. That was was good shit right there. I like that he uses profanity. I yeah. mean, he and, and the thing is, he still knows a lot of guys in the, not a lot, but he still knows guys in the game. So he, he still, knows guys still in the game currently, and he knew every high level guy you could ever want to know prior to now. Yeah, so. he had Pro Bowls. He he was around the the biggest of the big and and the, the validity the validity of all that is is I mean it's accurate. It's and first hand account, and you know, like he mentioned, the average fan doesn't probably know the inner workings and joe's happy to share them they have no they, yeah and and pretty much anything you ask is not a stupid question no like he's got no. uh, l- like you feel like you're about to ask a stupid question and then he's like no 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 you know yeah. and, and, then, <laughs> and then he's off and running all the regular media got all the stupid questions out of the way 20 years over the last 20 well, years so we're think good about, think about the regular media they can't put they can't put some f-bombs in there they can't publish any of that no and it adds so much 
the profanity. Then they'll say, oh, look how immature he is. No. You can't even. I, I, I'm it's not like even. certain individuals used to tell me when I was a child that if you use profanity, it's just because you're not smart enough to think of anything else. Right. And you know what I said to that, Joe? Fuck that. Exactly. It's like you were there. I know you can't say the word because you're worried about jobs down the road, but I don't care. I'm like Joe Horn. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> the ultimate free agent. He's out guys. there. He's out there humping it. He doesn't care. Doesn't care. He knows that. He knows that his background. He'll always have a paycheck. That's another thing. What's he get? He gets a pension from the NFL. I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah, we should ask him all these questions. These God, are actually great questions yes. for the next time yes. because these are things the average fan doesn't even ever think about or consider. I don't even know the the specifics. Yes, you know, yeah. all right. X number of years, you get X number of pension. Joe and I have actually talked about that previously. That you're locked in based on those annual on you know how many the days of service. Right? Do you and get? Does he have any kind of like Bobby deal. Bonilla deals? Right. That's why exactly. That's why it's such a big deal when guys get released or if they're put on waivers or how those those agreements and, and transactions take place because it all impacts that. Well that and and you you know how the NFL, they never disclose the true contract. No, it's never. Because there's no guaranteed money. So like baseball NBA contracts, you can go on and you can see exactly how some how much somebody's gonna make this year. Right. But you know what does he have like some deals that are going to be paying him like bobby bonilla over 20 years was there any kind of side deals so let's ask him yeah we'll, we'll definitely ask him all right it sounds like joe horn is going to come on weekly and we're going to talk we're going to talk the real shit for the nfl it doesn't While it's happening he doesn't watch a ton but if you have a question about the nfl and about the inner workings it sounds like he's down to just shoot the breeze. Direct from his mouth, All you right. get the answer. All right. This podcast is uh, – is, is he knocked it out of the park, so we're done. And, uh, Paul, it's, uh, it's good to knock one of these out and get a guest that's really going to tell us what's going on. Another great interview. Another great interview on Milk the Clock podcast. We're out. <laughs>